0: hello and welcome back to the flow track podcast my name is lincoln shrike i'm joined today by gordon mack it is thursday november 12th and gordon mostly you were on time today mostly i still had to wake up a, a, a little late it's, the struggle still continues but at least we didn't have to give you your own wake-up call uh you made it here on your own congratulations for that how are you doing today doing all right uh living my best life
1: i went to bed with my phone on one percent battery, which is never a good idea. You always think like, oh, it's going to be idle. You'll be fine. You're never fine. 1%? It no, go. it'll
0: die. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But these you- times I've gone to bed with like 5% and it survived because it's not doing anything. It's just charge- being idle.
0: It's like, you know, you got to
1: find the plug. You got to put it in. It's just like a thing, you know? So Do you, you not just- keep
0: your charger right by your bed?
1: Yeah, but, you know, there's only one charger. Someone else might be using the charger. It's just, you know, sometimes also the wow. phone is like not near you and you don't feel like, you know, I'm not really good at being super uh, organized right before I go to bed. I'm just kind of like, I'm doing it. I'm sleeping now. Like, I don't really think it's kind of like, you know, I don't, I'm don't. i not really a good bed preparer.
0: So that's I see. My- that doesn't shock me in, in some ways, but could it be the hours you're going to bed? Like, what time are you are you uh, hitting the hay most nights?
1: Yeah, it's definitely the hours I'm going to bed at times that yeah. most people probably. Sh- yeah, it's past past one. is typically when I fall asleep, so that's probably the real reason, if we're being honest. Yeah.
0: So so we've reached the Thursday portion of the week, which is always a special episode because usually at this point we're just hoping and praying for some news to drop so we have a solid topic to cover that pertains to current events. We did not get so fortunate today so we are going to be stretching our limited amount of track news as far as it will go today. Uh we were full disclosure we were going back and forth saying what in the world are we going to talk about? I <clears throat> I felt like I could get 10 minutes out of possibly some s- you know, Sixers trade proposals, you know, is, is James Harden going to be on the Sixers? Ben Simmons going to be on the Rockets? Maybe Russell, I mean, Russell Westbrook will will find his way to Philadelphia, which would be hilarious. Uh, you got any news on that front? I mean, the Russell Westbrook news was a big reason why I went to bed late last
1: night because I was, mm-hmm. you know, doing my trade machine algorithms to see, you, can't you know, possibly can we want him on the Sixers, do you? No, no, no. Dude, no, three-team trade, man. It's all about the three-team trade. Oh, three-teamer. And I was like, they were like, they are saying he wants to go to the, that that he might go to the Clippers. And who is now the bastard child of the Clippers that no one wants? Mr. Playoff P, Paul George. So what if it goes, you know, Russell Westbrook goes to the Clippers. Paul George goes to the Sixers. And then we move either Tobias or Al Horford to the Rockets which won't happen because no one wants Tobias Harris or Al Horford. That's the best thing. That's the craziest thing about here's the thing about trade machines and the NBA fan base of like projecting trades. Everyone who wants a star, they don't realize that no one wants the people that they want from your team. Right. Yeah. Like no one wants bloated contracts from your team. No one wants uh, your shitty like $2 million man. They want Ben Simmons or they want Joel Embiid, and so that's the thing about these whole trade machines is that I feel like the only way to get another star in the Sixers is to give up Ben Simmons, and I still believe in his lack of a jump shot.
0: So, but that's just me. He tries. He's in better shape than Joel Embiid. I yeah, I probably wouldn't trade him either. I'd let Daryl Morey tinker on the on the margins for a little bit and see if they can. And, Get a better uh, result in the playoffs. Um, okay, I suppose we have to talk about track and field, albeit there is not a ton. We did have a pro signing, some news. Anna Rohr, formerly of Notre Dame, joins BAA, which in normal times wouldn't be that much more than a blip on the radar, but there haven't been a ton of si- signings. So it felt like it was worth uh, talking about. And she specifically in her signing referenced how she wants to move to the marathon. I don't know if it's going to be right away, but it does seem like someone who can be a good marathoner who ran a good 10,000 and was good in cross country. What'd you think of this signing?
1: Uh, I guess it made sense. I kind of, for- to be honest, I kind of forgot about Anna Aurora. I mean, mm-hmm. she like had like a really high peak, like freshman year. I remember that like true freshman year Then she just dealt with a couple injuries. Then she had a couple like all American performances, but like, she had like a high peak and then she kind of plateaued around like, I'm an all American. I could finish anywhere between fifth and 12th in any NCA competition. Uh, so she hasn't really had that. Like I'm a superstar type performance. Um, I mean, I th- think it's dealing with injuries. She kind of just started uh, blending in with the rest of the NCA women. When Kaladi started coming up when the Arkansas women yep. came up. So. uh I honestly kind of forgot about her. So it's cool that she was able to find a home at BAA. Um, I think that will work well for her. I think she's definitely someone who will be kicking it on the roads, right? That's She doesn't seem like a, a track athlete based on Probably the way not. she runs. And I think her skill set is the farther we go, the more likely I am to survive. So I could see her making – you know, trying to go for the 2024 trials and see what can happen.
0: She's run 31.58 in the 10,000, but that was over three years ago. So yeah, I, I don't think the track is necessarily where her potential holds. Um, she finished as high as third in, in NCAA cross and finished top 20, all four cracks. So she's got the cross country pedigree. I just, the injuries have have certainly piled up For her, um, I think she has excellent potential on the roads if she can stay healthy. We see these athletes that, you know, maybe their careers didn't live up to the full potential. She was a superstar in high school um, because of this, that, and the other. And for her, it was injuries. But when you go to a 26.2 mile distance, the entire game has changed. And look no further. Obviously, Seidel was more accomplished, but look no further than the example of her former. Uh, Notre Dame teammate, Molly Seidel, who had kind of become irrelevant on the track the last couple of years. And then all of a sudden goes to the marathon and bang makes the Olympic team. That would be a, uh, the, the absolute best case scenario for Anna Rohr, but she has a perfect model in, in Molly Seidel for a path to follow her career, even as the track, her, her potential on the track has, has been greatly reduced and is, is limited at this point. So it's exciting. She could be. She could be a really good marathoner. I think. So we we shall see. It's going to take some time to develop. It's like she's just a a, a uh, college baseball player who just got drafted. It's going to take a few years in the minor leagues probably before she's ready to be competitive. But yeah, maybe twenty twenty four is she plays the role of Molly Seidel, kind of coming out of nowhere to to grab an Olympic spot. We we shall see.
1: Yeah, we shall see. They in also news- signed.
0: You know, I was just going to say that. BA also signed Jonas Hampton, maybe a guy you haven't heard of, but he did finish top 10 in the marathon trials in February. He has run to 12. So they got, they got a good little group there. I think BA is that team I forget about. I mean, it's easy with the Nike teams. You have the 10 men elite group. You have Brooks. It's kind of easy to forget about BAA, but they've got some players now. They got Drell mock on the men's side. Uh, Erica Kemp they they've got some names over there that slowly building up that squad they went through that turnover uh, with Ricardo going out to Stanford and you kind of was easy to forget about them but they've got some some athletes now that that can I think make some noise it, it, just on the roads I mean probably nobody on the track but they're building up a little group there it's nice to see
1: Here's a fun stat what is a uh, yep um Anavors collegiate 10k pb 3158 uh Jonas Hampton's
0: collegiate 10k pb is 3145 Yeah, I think he's a little better than that. Considering <laughs> he ran faster than that for the marathon pace, but or, or at least I believe that's faster, you know, he ran faster for for his marathon pace. Yeah, man, I don't know. Some of these like there's some guys popping up in the marathon this past February that you they you know you were like where were these guys in college like CJ yeah. Albertson ran at Arizona State he got top 10 at at uh at the at the trials and just recently I think broke the 50,000 meter uh I think U.S. record on the track he ran 513 pace for however what how many laps is that like 120 laps on the track um it's these guys that you're, you're just like, they, they were basically like, you know, nowhere close to all American honors, but then, then when the distance goes up to marathon, it's just a whole different game. It's a, it's a reminder why you can't just neglect people. You know, you think, oh, the superstars of the marathon are going to be obvious. You know, it's going to be clearly Tyler Day and it's going to clearly be, um, I don't know, on the women's side, uh, whiny Kaladi, but it, it just does. I know she's not American, but it, it, you, you have to ke- open up the possibilities that these athletes that didn't make a ton of noise can, can be relevant. And uh, it's easy to forget about that.
1: Yeah. I mean, and it, it's always kind of interesting to whenever, like, especially like, especially on the men's side, when someone pops up and it's like all of a sudden, like able to hang in like a half marathon, like remember when Noah Draddy came onto the scene and you kind of look at your college PBs mm-hmm. and you're like, you you know you're no one has ever no one ever mentioned Noah Draddy for four years in college until he goes out and runs a fast New York City half and all of a sudden everyone's like oh wait wow I mean this Jonas Hampton guy he's a two twelve marathoner he ran fourteen fifty two for a five k in college in two thousand eleven which is you know it's just wild it's just wild how like there's there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. Of 1452 or faster 5K guys, but there's yeah. not hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of 212 marathoners, which yeah, is, just I mean, still short, yet, you know,
0: it's going to be rare that you're able to run that slow in college and then jump up to the marathon. There was clearly something, some disconnect, because that's yeah. the equivalent of an undrafted free agent in the NFL, like becoming a Pro Bowler within a couple of years. Like, Clearly, there was something miss it missing via training or otherwise, because if you run two twelve, you maybe you, you can't break fourteen, but you're much much faster than fourteen fifty. I mean, that's that's a that's a different league. Um, so there there is some something to be said about these athletes getting in a post collegiate program where maybe the training is a little sharper and better for them, but. Yeah, it's the the magic of the marathon, right? It's not it's not every every case is the Galen Rupp case where you're elite on the track and then you jump to the marathon and you're immediately elite. Sometimes you're average on the track, and then you're elite in the marathon. It's uh it's it's crazy how that works, but I guess it should be pretty obvious uh, when we talk about taking the distance up from three or six miles up to twenty six. It's a uh, it's a whole different universe. I did just want to bring up from the from the weekend. I was talking about C.J. Albertson, um, who did run it arizona state and was seventh in the olympic marathon trials in february Who i would say most people haven't heard of he ran the 50 a 50k on the track 125 laps two hours and 42 minutes it's 513 pace for 125 laps Did you hear about this no that is why why would someone put themselves through
1: that i just why not i feel like you know you get to
0: be you get to 52 and a half laps and you're like or, or no, you get to, excuse me, you get to 62 and a half laps and you're like halfway there, baby. Halfway home. It's all downhill well, from here. Think- oh, wait, it's all flat from here. <laughs> well, I mean, do you think he
1: like after that, doing that, like he just was walking slightly with a tilt to his left? Because I feel like your body would just get permanently kind of turned left. <laughs> no?
0: Maybe he switched directions. No, I I don't know. I the mental stamina to be able to do this, not only the physical strength, cause I have to imagine, you know, running 31 miles, you, you get pretty tired regardless. I would think it'd be easier to do that on roads. Um, but uh, yeah, like to, to, to ask you- a famous question, to ask a famous question by a noted track journalist who will go unnamed, when did it get hard? Is is what I want to know. <laughs> did it mentally get tough after 40 laps? Um I think oh wait, hold on so we have an article here. We have an article here. Um from the did- Fresno B covering this. So he had to apparently take a bathroom break at um at let's see. Okay, hold on. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta the figure clock out. Keep when... going.
1: The clock keep going. If you're taking the bathroom break,
0: he had to make take a bathroom break at the 14 mile mark. Um, wow, less than halfway there. Um, yeah, I think the clock um, clock kept going. Here's his quote: My pace dropped off after that bathroom break. Uh, and he broke the Do you think world. It was record. number we one or number two? We... Do you think it was yeah, the number it one or number say, two? Uh, <laughs> it, it doesn't say. Uh it says the break broke up his rhythm of 78 second laps and slowed him down by almost 40 seconds. He had some ahead of world record pace, so I had some leeway, which is true. It says it took him two miles to get back into rhythm. Uh he had fans. Was he doing this by himself? Though,
1: Was he doing this by himself? No, he had some
0: help. His his pacer, he had pacers, brother-in-law Seth of Sacramento, and Malcolm. Uh they had to they had to drop off he had he ran the last 10 miles by himself so what an effort and think- a, plus a bathroom I- break i mean how many people could do this how many people would do this and may, maybe uh maybe what, what's the, the ultra the marathoner wood- dude who ran the trials he would do this as like a nice tempo run but uh other than that i don't know who would, in the world would want to do this i also think like it must be really hard to keep track of the lap counter because i've i don't know
1: i feel like counting to 125 at a very slow time like every 70 odd seconds you say another number your brain i think will convince you that you're making a mistake like wait that is it lap 42 or is it 43 i don't i don't remember yeah he had that was people there ago. helping him
0: count he had people there helping him count i just can't believe he had to take a bathroom break um that's tough because i mean you got to take fluids right but he closed his final lap in 76 seconds. So if there would have been somebody with him and they had a kick, he would have gotten, you know, beat down. But fortunately, no one else is crazy enough um to to really go for that. He has a chance to break through, Gordon, though. He's gonna run that uh the, the marathon race in Arizona on December twentieth, hoping to break two ten. Watch out. On the birth, right? Arizona king, State. The king of the the of the fifty thousand. Um, you know what it says in the it says in the uh, the article that he ran seventy six, but then the board uh, the the clock that he's pointing to in his final photo says sixty six. So I think he closed in sixty six. Actually, let's uh,
1: give him uh, a little credit. Yeah, seventy six doesn't seem like a kick. It seems like
0: uh, I'm just you know yeah surviving. Yeah. Um, Gordon, he uh, he's thinking about. Challenging the 100K track record sometime in the near future. Who's ready for so 250, laps?
1: 200, 250,
0: 250 laps? 250
1: laps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is man. why? Why? Why are yeah. we doing this?
0: Well, it, it appears to be very a very breakable record because uh, their current record is set by nineteen 1980, in 1983 by Japan's Nao Kazumi Kazami in 609 point one four i think he uh he can do it
1: i feel like these records belong don't belong in like the world athletics athletics record book they belong in the guinness book of world records record book like that's what these records feel like because it's just it's it's, they're gimmicky i mean it is a physical feat but like it is more of a like a uh caricature feat such mental feat Mm -hmm. Imagine if he tried to do like. Do you think there's like a hundred k indoor world record?
0: I mean, five hundred laps. There's there's nothing that's not crazy in, in uh in track. And imagine field. So, doing it. I imagine impossible. So you'd, I do remember- you'd be talking about five. So so a hundred k indoors would be five hundred laps. <laughs> I mean, you would just be vomiting cheerily from. You'd like. You'd get vertigo, and, like, I think you'd stop, like, like you'd be... I just, I don't even know how that... I just, that's insane. Like, that shouldn't... That should be illegal. Honestly, the 50,000 outdoors should be illegal. I, 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 I need to send him a PSA and say, do not try to get the 100K record. Because you're going to get it. Like, he's going to break the 609 mark if he just survives... Any issues having to go to the bathroom or whatever, but like the amount of notoriety and attention you get is not worth the effort <laughs> it would take to break that record because it, it's it's filling up our Thursday B block here on the Flow Track podcast. I uh, that that's that's not very much attention for the 50k, let alone the 100k. I mean, maybe if he just keeps going, if he does the 500k and he's just like running a thousand laps on a track, maybe we like live stream it like i would be interested to to watch that and just be like hey we'll put this on for a day and a half while you run while you run 200 miles (laughs) that'd be i did
1: see a a live stream of a guy running i think it was a marathon in his backyard it was like a like a 50 meter maybe 25 meter loop in his backyard on grass and he live streamed it and he was just running in a circle uh people do crazy things. I do remember when I was in high school, we had this this really crazy indoor track that was in our gymnasium, but it was like a, it was elevated and it was mm-hmm. only like I think it was somewhere between 10 to 20 laps to the mile. So it's a really short track and it was wooden and it kind of had like a ramp to it, like it had it felt like it was a track it was weird. It's wooden and had a really steep like curve for the the, the corners and stuff like that. And you only can mm-hmm. get up there by like this weird crawl space. Very wild. Um, and I do remember talking about how one of our cross country coaches one day like tried to run a marathon up there. And it was like 200 to 500 plus laps or whatever. And like they they said it was like crazy. Uh, and yeah, we always talk about yeah, like, yeah. that's insane. Because you just, especially it was like indoors and it's like claustrophobic. Man, people, people do jam. crazy things to get that Strava segment, man. Just who that do you Strava
0: think, segment. Who do you think runs a marathon first between me or you? Do you think you'll ever mm. run a marathon? I think you're first. I, I mean, listen, I understand that I'm a little younger than you and- I don't know how your running's going, but I, I, I mean, I'm just guessing I run a, a little bit more than you these days, but I, maybe not much sure. more. I run about 20 miles a week, um, but I have no desire to run a marathon, and I feel like we lose some credibility as people who talk about track and field and never having even thought about running a marathon. Maybe it's just because we both understand how hard it would be, but... Yeah. I feel like I'm not going to go throughout my entire life without running a marathon. Do you Have you resigned yourself to going a lifetime without running a marathon? I think so. I
1: think I could see myself running a half marathon
0: mm. one day. But yeah, full- Definitely done it in, in training before, but yeah, not also not done a half marathon if officially with a bib and a, yeah. and a finisher medal. I just know that
1: I'm never going to be Trying to run a, ha- a a a full marathon fast, like as fast as I oh, can, God, it, no. would be, no, God, no. it would just no, be. God it would just be to painful. complete Fish. it. And I feel like yeah. when you're doing the race just to complete it, it's not the same. Especially if you're coming from a background where you actually ran races to be fast, not just to complete them. Like I didn't go to a college to run a 400 just to complete one lap. I ran try to run as fast as possible, right? So right, but a lot of Marathoners in their 30s, 40s, 50s are doing it just to complete it as a check mark. And I'm like, I already completed the check mark of running. And that's true. With the whole of training for eight years, high school and college, of doing the whole daily workouts and all that stuff. So I feel like I checked yeah. that box of like achieving the exercise thing. So I think really it would only be a half marathon. I mean, yeah, I could see myself running a half.
0: That's about it, well, don't knock the the just finishing argument for the shorter distances because there was an entire meet this summer in a series of meets in Texas for Olympic level athletes wearing the Nike swoosh just to finish four hundred meters hundred meters that's true uh, hundred and fifty meters so there are finisher medals even for the top of the of the top athletes so don't uh don't discredit that. That's it's, it's not just something for the marathon and half marathon alone. Okay, let's get to what we were planning to talk about here. Uh, not a ton, as we mentioned, but Grant Holloway yesterday had some activity on Twitter. Uh, as we get back to the frequently and, and admittedly just exhausting argument of our NFL players as fast as Olympic level, and in Grant Holloway's case, a world champion, sprinter. And I know he's a hurdler, but we all know Grant Holloway can run sub 10 seconds in the 100. He's the 60 meter, the last 60 meter champion in the NCAA. He's very, very fast. A lot of people coming at him and saying, hey, DK Metcalf is faster than you. Tyree Kill is faster than you. And the man had to answer had to answer these arguments they, like they were legitimate. And he, I think he did a pretty good job. That is Grant Holloway. How do we get the world to see and understand And L is so much more visible than track? How do we get these people to understand that track athletes are just way faster than football players? Why is this continuing to be a thing? Do you have an answer for this? I don't
1: have an answer for it, but I do think there's a... Actually, I might have an answer for it. I think the track people kind of like it. I think mm. they like being able to have every month or so, especially during football season, a pops up a, a viral clip of someone running fast and an NFL fan or NFL coach or NFL play-by-play talks about speed and they do the next-gen stats of top speed of 32 miles per hour and you know there's like talking about speed 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 because speed is a factor in football right that's if you have speed you're it's an advantage in the game of football and I think whenever that happens I think the track people like it because they're just they're waiting to have the like your dumb take you you don't know real track speed you know right and I think they, they I think track people thrive off of being the quote unquote victim of no the truth not being known, right? Like they don't know the truth that track because the truth is the track people are faster, right? Uh I mean there's
0: but like there's no but it's
1: fun to like stand for the tr to be a uh, resist against the NFL average fan, right? It makes you feel good about yep. yourself. You get a couple of retweets, you know. So I think it's a part of our culture where we just kind of you're, you pretend you're mad, but you kind of like being mad. <laughs> you know, you kind of like it when people talk shit because then you can have There's like, man, this kid's dumb. I mean, the, this kid, Jack Wheelham he has 24 wow, followers. Counting him out. Yeah, man. No, it's great. You got to love his game, though. If you look at his tweets, he goes hard. Like, he doesn't be like, he doesn't back off and be like, oh, I'm sorry. He, like, just, he leans into the troll, which makes it more fun, I think. But he calls himself an avid sports fan, NFL statistics analyst, and diehard fan of the game. His Twitter bio is a picture of, of uh, Josh. Josh Allen. And it's kind of really random. He has Josh Allen on his Twitter bio, and then he has like, a bunch of other random NFL players in his thing. It's just like, okay. Is he a bot? Also, he, might the... be a... he might be a bot. I think – no, no. Who's going to make this bot? This is a waste of time you're making this bot. But, like <laughs> – also, who's like an avid sports fan? No one is a fan of sports. You're a fan of a team. Like, is he really a I mean, fan of just the NFL in Gen? Yeah, but I might are you change a fan my bio. NFL, are you a my fan of the Chicago Bears? My
0: bio to, to avid sports fan. It reminds me of uh, during the NFC Championship game last year, where Rod, they they caught Rob Lowe in the stands, and he was just wearing an yes, NFL yes. hat. It wasn't branded at all. It's just NFL, like he was a referee or something. Thought that was pretty funny. Yes,
1: but so I just want to go through a couple of his trolling tweets. Either he's trolling, or he also is just uh, not educated. So he does. He first does the classic. Uh, Tyree Kell would have gotten fifth at the Olympics, you know, because mm-hmm. they take his Tyree high school two hundred meter time, and then they put it wow. to the 2016 Trapping. 200 meter final. And it says he would have got fifth in that race, which is not how it works. But, you know, he had the classic, like, and he he holds to it, you know? Well, some guy goes at him, I I can name you 15 dudes substantially faster than DK Metcalf. That dude is an overall freak, but I'm sorry. He's getting left by our USATF men. And then he says, well, then, well, then what about Hill and Daniel Jones, two fastest players this season?
0: Where's the Daniel Jones? Is that is that the thing where he he broke away on that, like, 80-yard run, and then he tripped and fell? And so he was yes. like, oh, he reached 20 miles an hour. Yeah, I, for, like, I mean, a
1: millisecond. So, therefore, yeah, you're really Grant, good
0: over 100 meters. Yeah, because we all know it's just about the top speed you achieve for for half a second here. Um, Yeah, I particularly enjoyed that. Grant Holloway, like, had enough there where he – Literally had to tag Daniel Jones. I mean, poor Daniel Jones. Not only is he on the uh, the the New York Football Giants, but he's getting out here and people are are attacking him just simply because some Twitter guy is saying that Daniel Jones is faster than Grant Holloway. Um, I the, my favorite line was from our friend Jack, who has the twenty four followers and Josh Allen. Um, and I, I I thought this was sarcastic, but I don't think it is when he says in reply, um, hi, Grant, I'm not quite sure where you fall into this conversation. I was referring to the fastest NFL players competing in Olympic track races. Obviously, DK or Tyreek could beat you or me. We aren't world-class athletes. So I don't know. I mean, if, if he's being sarcastic, that's very funny. I Like, that is an outstanding joke if he's being sarcastic. The thing is, I don't think he is. I I don't know if he just saw Grant Holloway's profile and just didn't know he was one of the best sprinters in the world and the best hurdler in the world. Um, but the the confidence there, I mean, I, I just, if I had just a dose of that confidence of Mr. Jack Willihan's, I, I, you know, who knows where I'd be. I'd be a very avid sports fan here. Yeah. It's just the, it's the disrespect that bothers me. I think your take is right. That track, track people do, welcome this and welcome the flex of, you know, we're faster than NFL athletes, even though, you know, we get to see their speed as people trying to tackle them. And, and it makes it seem like they're the fastest humans on earth. We all know, and anyone with any understanding that track athletes are all faster. I mean, your C level track athlete that's running in that's making the you know is bowing out of the first round in the 200 is faster than Tyree Kill. I know Tyreek Hill has some good track times but it's been years and he's not going to be better than somebody who's going to make it to the Olympic trials at this point it's it's just that's that's the reality of it Um but Did, I, I, I just I want to go this, th- yeah go ahead
1: well I was gonna say like he doesn't just tweet once he like really like digs into like, even after Grant said, like everyone pointed out that Grant was a world champion. Like he said, he was like naive and didn't know
0: he responds with
1: hi again, Grant. I'm being told you're pretty fast, but I don't think you realize how fast these guys like DK, Cheetah, and Daniel Jones would be without pads. And then, you know, it goes on Uh, to say high school. Tariq would have gotten fifth. Uh, And people are like, dude, this guy's a troll mute him. And he's like, I'm sorry, sir, but I really do think I'm making valid points here. no, (laughs) he goes on and on uh he's like isn't the hurdles about technique and not speed i'm referring to top speed and acceleration not technique saying that grant only works on technique (laughs) and not speed once again (laughs) aren't hurdles about technique and like he like feels like he has all of these like bulletproof like arguments you know and it's just like
0: so funny uh this you know, is – uh, he had a day on Twitter y- yesterday. He even – I just – this guy I, – I actually kind of like this guy now. Like, he's – again, his confidence, even though it's not warranted, is so high that you just can't help but smile. Uh, he did a meme of DK Metcalf when he's chasing down the, the cornerback or safety, whoever it was, for the Cardinals. You know, the, the DK Metcalf reference is not just his success as a wide receiver, but there was that interception earlier in the year where he tracked down the cornerback for – the Cardinals. So our friend Jack Willahan made a meme of that and put <laughs> Grant Holloway above this the cornerback's head as he's running away as DK Metcalf's about to chase him. So Metcalf. he's just trolling, man. And and again, the confidence you just got to admire it. Um, maybe he has, we need he his lines like, let's get Jack on the podcast should. to reveal all of his fire takes. I mean, I I think he's gonna, you know, uh, maybe he thinks kickers can beat our best marathoners like there Who knows the extent, I think we're only brushing the surface here of Jack's excellent sports takes as an avid sports fan. Yeah.
1: Even a, a fan screenshots like Tyree Hill's college PBs from Tifers, and his response is, sir, I don't know what unreliable website that is and not sure what those times represent. Tyree kill played football in college. He didn't train for track.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I, just
1: remember, I remember Tyree Kill in, in college at Oklahoma State.
0: Which uh, well, is funny. The he just, people fall for I think that are actually trying to have a legitimate argument is that they think just because Tyree Kill ran fast in high school or he ran fast early in college that he would have gotten faster per track times than than what he ran. I mean, because he was fast. Did, did he Tyree Kills? Did he break twenty seconds? Uh, no, he ran like twenty point no, one okay.
1: four or something
0: like that. Twenty. Okay. People assume like, oh, you just, you know, it's been several years and he's been training in the NFL. He'd be like, like running Noah Lyles type. That's that that's not how this works. He's added muscle mass. He's not doing track training. There's a difference. Um I don't get caught up in these arguments and normally I would ignore these, but this this Jack fellow who and I let's be I mean, Grant was having fun with him. Like this was yeah. all fun. And I think multiple people were being facetious and jack hopefully uh was one of them um but even if not i i have to applaud him he's replying to like everyone yes yeah, there, there's
1: here, here's, here's another reply that i felt like was really funny someone goes shut up idiot and they screenshot the headline tennessee's christian coleman clocks 412 for 40 yard dash in response to nfl times So basically showing a track guy can run four, one, two. And his response is, isn't he banned? (laughs) (laughs) Touche. Touche, I was like, you got a point. Uh, Touche.
0: Jack knows his stuff. Um, Jack. And yeah, yeah. And we have the video from daniel jones running in 80 80 yards and of course falling flat on his face with a wide open end zone uh and he tags clayton murphy and grant holloway in case you haven't seen it <laughs> i just Another, troll and uh, fun with it. but you uh you gotta love it i mean this was a yeah. lot of fun yesterday i enjoyed reading about this
1: yeah clayton murphy was eating the popcorn he got into it he was excited it's like mm. this kid is is getting roasted. We need to see Grant versus Danny Dimes. Let's see it. That would be fun
0: to see Danny Man, Dimes racing dance. I don't against. think Danny uh, Dimes wants, any- wants anything to do. <laughs> I don't think Danny Dimes wants anything to do with Grant Holloway. Um whew. I think it's just funny what? that he he I mean he, he says like
1: he says uh Daniel Jones is faster than Tyreek according to next gen stats based off of top speed this NFL season.
0: So he's like, got his stats down, the, Gordon. You've, you've it's just got to like, credit I could, there.
1: I mean, even though there is a flawed argument in the idea that Tyree Kill would have gotten fifth at the Olympics, I personally do think Tyree Kill, if he just trained for track, could have been a potential top guy. And He was a freak in high school. He was in the really world good. or in the U.S.?
0: I guess if he's in the U.S., he'd be I'd, in the world, too. I would but. say
1: in the world, to be honest. I mean, he ran 20 yeah, yeah. low in high school. He showed... You know, the little training he was doing in college, he was still able to compete a little bit here and there, here and there. I just think that if Tyreek was able to go all in on track, he would have been,
0: you know, I think he would have been yeah. like a nineteen eight guy. That's what I think. Yeah, maybe. And and Tyreek Hill's kind of the problem here is because he did run so fast. Yeah. Eight years ago, like literally his PRs, obviously he stopped running track, but his PRs are, his 100 and 200 PRs are from the same day, May 26, 2012 in Orlando. He ran 1019 and 20.14. The problem is his PRs are so good, which is rare for a track athlete or a football uh, football player to have this, the, this good of PRs that people then use this as the example. Well, look at his times, and he ran those in 2012, and he may have been running faster than the people who are the best in the world right now, even at his age. So they think, and he was a four-by-one world junior champ in 2012, and he medaled in the 200 at world juniors. He was so good that they think, well, this is what the standard is for for NFL players. Like, look how close they are to being world-class, when in fact, he is the... He's a massive exception. Had there been guys who have been good on the track while being football players in the past? Yes. But Tyreek Hill is the rarity among these guys who can have elite track times and also be able to have the hand-eye Spill coordination and, yeah. and the moves and the quickness because there's a difference between speed and quickness to be an NFL receiver. it's It's rare. You're not going to see DK yeah. Metcalf out there right now running sub 10, two and the hundred. You're just not, he's not going to have the endurance to do it. And he's not going to have done the training. I he may have run track in high school, but there's a different Tyree kills an athletic freak. That is, that is way more the exception than the rule. But the problem is people look at him and see, he's a, he's a pro bowler and all pro and say, see what football players can do when they, when they get on the track. And it, it's, it's not the way to look at it, but it does give people on the side of the NFL is better than track athletes. It gives them this false sense of, of authority. And it's, it's just, it's totally misguided. I just want
1: to keep going. A couple more responses. (laughs) This guy has the Bowerman (laughs) tweets at him. We for one don't accept slander against our 2019 world champion. And he goes at me next time (laughs) in response to that. Uh, and then another one uh he uh he says uh Tyreek Hill is a world champion as well and then I was thinking did Tyreek ever look maybe he's thinking he won world juniors but he didn't win world juniors so that's not true and then he goes what someone goes when was Hill ever a world champion and he goes he's currently a member of the reigning world championship team the Chiefs (laughs) <laughs> okay yeah technically yeah he is a world champion then in football well and no then it does another say
0: pro- in 2012 he was a four by one world junior champion Let, let's see who else was on that team i'm curious you ready for this group here's some blasts yeah. of the past we had tyree kill running lead off aldrick bailey second leg Ooh. arthur delaney third and aaron Ernest running aaron anchor Ernest. We had all- LSU? yeah former i think former lsu yeah, well, I don't you know who guys?
1: Delaney is. I don't recognize him. Aldrich is. Bailey is the Texas slash Texas a m
0: 400-meter runner. Uh, yeah. Arthur Delaney. Let's check in on Arthur. Let's see what he's been up to. He has not run track since 2017. His uh, He's got a 10-20 20 So, I mean, yeah. it's uh, Tyree Hill was special, but he is the exception. Is it, or, and one not last insane. one. And let's be clear. Could not beat Grant Holloway in a hundred or a two hundred right now, or a sixty, or a forty. I don't. I, I I am very confident Grant Holloway could beat him in every sprint distance, be it from an NFL con, combine situation all the way up to the hundred and then two hundred. Like, let's be clear. Yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of others. I'll
1: say, I'll say one last thing. Uh, someone goes at him and says. You've got you to have technique and speed to excel at the hurdles, my guy. Man, you just got to back down. Know when you're wrong, when the entire world's proving how you're wrong and how ignorant you are by a long shot. And he goes, hi, Gl- hi Chris. Glad to know I'm, quote, wrong when not a single person has proved anything to me. <laughs> Line them up and race if you want to prove me wrong. Until then, I just have a, as valid of a point as anyone else does. So he's like, well... I ain't wrong until I see them race, which, you know, he has a point, right? You can't say someone is faster than someone else without actually lining up and racing. So in his mind, yep. Danny Dimes, 2021 Olympic champion, book it. Let's see it. He's going to take Christian Coleman's 100- spot on Team USATF.
0: <laughs> Fat, just going to go from from the Giants quarterback to the, the Olympic 100-meter final. That would be quite the turn. What are the odds on that? About 2 billion to 1 right now? I'd take that. Um a what penny if, in and that, become...
1: what if like Danny Dimes though just like shows up and then just like goes out and runs like nine seven <laughs> we're like wait a minute what <laughs>
0: and he's like has like a kit that says uh-huh. like New York football Giants I, I would I would then at that point hire Jack Willahan to be my financial and life and spiritual advisor because <laughs> he'd been right about everything all right uh today's episode was fun uh you can catch me and Kevin on tomorrow's episode for myself Lincoln he's Gordon We'll check back with you tomorrow on the FlowTrack podcast.